Journal entry 765,493. I think dreaming is my favorite thing still. Even all these years since her passing. Sometimes she's in my dreams. But even when she isn't, she's there. Always. Her tree finally died again, so I replaced it with the sapling I planted last century. The earth was cool between my hands. XM and Matthias say that I'm haunted, that she's a ghost that I need to let go of. They just don't understand. When I was a ghost, she never let go of me, only held me closer. Signed, Era. Welcome to Diceology, an actual play podcast dedicated to telling you stories in an anthology format. We're here for the role-playing and the rolling. I'm just your host today. I'm no longer the GM, uh, Dane, and with me today is... Let's just go to my right with... uh, You know, I'll just introduce you guys. Uh, (laughs) I have Natalie with me here today, uh, and I have uh, Mr. Will Bangs as well. Will, I don't know why I always introduce you with your last name. I can stop if you'd like. No, no, that's fine. (laughs) It's a great last name. Exactly. My whole life I've been a real first name, last name guy. (laughs) People love to say my full name, so I'm used to it. Well, all right. That's that's good then. Any, anyways, uh, we should talk about. I'm I'm nervous because this is this is the last eleven jump gates game. Like it, it just is. That's so sad. Um, but yeah, this is the last. This is the last game. This is the um, last live uncut. We don't know what's gonna happen. Eleven yeah, jump gates. Yeah, and I am letting go of all the reins today. Basically, I am just here to play Aira. I am. I don't really know much of what's going on anymore and that's good uh but the game we will be playing and finishing 11 jump skates with is a game by jessica osborne called the land whispers which is a card game of discovery and improvisational storytelling for one to four players and so the basic premise of this game is we put out a deck of cards which we've kind of cut down because 52 would be a really long game uh We've cut it down to 24, which is a little less than half. And we draw hands and we play scenes based off those hands. And the basic premise of this game is that it is a collaborative, peaceful, settlement-based RPG uh, where we build a homestead in the wilds of a distant landscape and by purpose or chance begin to discover the secrets of the land you live on. Build a quiet home for yourself and your friends or family discover great secret hidden within the land and tell stories of the land of the people who came before you so you guys about ready to get started absolutely let's get into it let's do it cool 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 so we're gonna just do a little bit of narration uh because we need to uh kind of set the stage and then we'll get into the rules when we get into the rules you guys have the the prep the my the prep document uh, which will 
uh, pointed out to me is much longer than I think it is. Um, <laughs> no, it's more, it's more detailed, not longer, just detailed. <laughs> so, let's pick up with Juniper and Aira then. I think we left off with Juniper looking out from the mech mm-hmm. out at Earth. Which, as far as Juniper's concerned, is like saying, I'm looking out at Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And you guys just arrived there from Tristful. You're out, you were in kind of like a hypersleep for about a week. You guys came directly through the mech, but you guys didn't come from. You guys didn't go through the jump gate, but there is a jump gate rotating around Earth that's kind of dead. It doesn't seem like it's really on. But you start getting pinged by an incoming transmission. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I'll answer that. <laughs> so, uh, this is Shroud. So there's another person coming into orbit around you. And you kind of get a, a bit, bit of a scan of it. And it's this black angular um, mech. Looks like it's got weapons bristling out of it. Like, it makes Aira's mech look (laughs) non-violent, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yikes. And they kind of, like, kick their jump jump jets into, like, uh, overdrive and come in to approach you. And they've got kind of a quiet voice. And they say, am I speaking with Juniper and Aira? Um, yes, you are. Uh, who am I speaking to? I'm Shroud. One of the Oryx is here. We've been expecting you. You've been expecting us? Yes. Okay. How, how can we... What do you need from us? We need to talk. You two. Uh, XM. All the others. And, um, well, I wouldn't call them your friend, but, uh, I think Matthias would want words with you. Matthias is dead, right? Not for Aira's lack of trying. And Juniper, I think you can feel like, because you and Aira are hooked up in the mech, right? Which means you're Mm -hmm. all blended up mentally. Mm -hmm. Like, I can feel, you can feel her, like, retract and, um, guilt. You feel the guilt Mm. there. Mm Mm-hmm. And Shroud says, well, follow me down. And they start guiding you through the atmosphere towards uh, what is modern-day Japan, uh, but is somewhere else now. Alternately, though, Matthias, where are you? And what do you look like? What's going What's going on? Because we left <laughs> Matthias as a collection of data uh, being downloaded to Earth with a semi, uh, with an AI who has a little bit of a goddess complex. Uh-huh. Um, I think uh, Matthias looks good. I think um, he's always liked to be a man of the people, a dro- an mm-hmm. android of the people. Um, oh, okay. And uh, so I think he doesn't have like a big towering mech body like uh like some of these other synth- synthetic beings do mm-hmm. 
and instead he sort of has a body that's very similar to the one that he had except for some cosmetic differences where he's a little bit taller and he's in a little bit better shape (laughs) (laughs) but um, other than that he actually looks uh, very similar he still has like wavy hair glasses um, and he's wearing his cloak which Mm -hmm. is now like a lot nicer yeah so I think you you're saying you've got to be with XM who looks just the same as in the uh, as in the digital space as in the digital space? Yeah, kind of um, like she's black. She has like uh, some crazy dreadlocks going on today, and like this long like dress that kind of disappears into nothingness. I'm imagining um, Guinan from Next Generation from Star Trek. Yeah, kind of. That's actually not a bad um, that's not a bad analogy. And uh, she you're not sure how she pulls off like the fact that her body is glowing like uh-huh. she's adi- like but that's just how she wants to look oh um, like that wasn't just a thing in the digital space maybe i'm not glowing anymore but she glows all the time yeah yeah no it's like i this if i can glow i'm gonna glow you uh, know okay yeah, yeah yeah uh but you guys are heading to uh the same place that uh i think this morning xm have you been staying with xm or did you go somewhere else uh, i imagine for now i've been staying with with xm you know getting my sea okay. legs under me yeah that's that's pretty fair um so i think this morning she basically said juniper and Aira are arriving today and we're heading to farsight which is like i said before it's situated roughly where tokyo used to be and as you well know each uh city state on earth is semi-ruled semi-governed by one of these synthetic beings and the city-state in the the synthetic being basically they share a name as you were kind of told uh farsight he has not moved in two centuries and at this point there's a tree growing out of him uh yeah so (laughs) if everybody's if all the synthetics are going to be meeting up they have to go to him because he will not move so how are you guys getting there? Is this like some like hyperspeed boat situation? Cause like, or are you flying? Like, what's the deal? How do you think XM would normally travel? Uh, she would, uh, email herself there basically. <laughs> Can I do that or is that not possible for me? Uh, not that you're in a body now. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't trust you being data. She does not trust you just being raw yeah, data. Yeah. Where all. I might go or zip around. Because right. as we know from last time, that did not go well for me. Um, I think, no. I think um, in order to sort of play both sides of the human element and the synthetic element, I like to think mm-hmm. maybe Matthias has a sort of mech kind of suit that he can climb into. Oh, which gotcha. Which will then fly him but then it can open up and he can sort of walk out of it and be human sized right that's a lot what like Aira does mm-hmm. um, I uh, I think XM doesn't have a mech body but she just kind of flies with you it's it's weird um, yeah, yeah, yeah. no visible sign of propulsion uh-huh. um, <laughs> what kind of what kind of like suit is it is it kind of like um, is it kind of like Pacific Rim-like, or is it more of a, like... I think it's more of like, um, it doesn't look so much like a human. It's like, I'm in the center. I'm in where the torso is, which sort of shuts mm-hmm. down, so there's no real head. It's just like yeah. square pilot's cockpit center with like arms and legs coming out of that. Um, cool. And then obviously, 
jetpack boots. So. Right, of course. <laughs> yeah. Goes without saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think you guys arrive at roughly the same time. And I'm, I just want to know, because I know how Aira's feeling, which is bad. Um, mm-hmm. Guilty. She did not want to kill Matthias and guilt did so ridden. anyways. Yeah, pretty guilt ridden. Yeah. And is a little relieved to be here. But when you guys arrive, all the mechs are there. All the all the synthetic beings. Um, there's one that's uh, 200 feet tall and a pure white machine covered in flags and beautiful cloth shrouds. There's a 20 foot one with like a single eye that's like looks like they've uh, been repaired over and over again. And like, they kind of look like, you know, like they're, uh, like you know how like a, the human body supposedly like replaces all of its cells every like 10 years or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like it's done that. Like people have like fixed it up so many times that at this point none of the original pieces remain really. Is uh, that Nexus? That's Nexus, yeah. And there's something almost tractor-like about them. Mm. Uh, there's Gorgon, which is a forty-foot tall, forty-five-foot tall, graceful being of uh, silver and white, and she has like this big old like giant lightsaber thing that she kind of just carries around. Uh, nice. There's, there's, there's Farsight, who is more tree than robot. Um, <laughs> and Matthias met Goldenrod, and she is 70 foot tall, uh, golden hot rod sort of mech. Um, oh, yeah, love Goldenrod. Love Goldenrod. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then there's, there's Shroud, who, who lands, and, uh, Juniper and Aira land beside them, and, few minutes later, XM and Matthias all show up. It's all these robots in the woods. And it's a relative think... who's who of synthetic yeah. <laughs> earthly guardians. Yeah, so I'm curious how, how Juniper and Matthias are feeling about this. Because all these people are acting like... Um, they're all acting like Zeus called all the Olympians to Mount Olympus. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, well, what, that's how I mean, they're imagine... acting. I imagine it's been quite some time since there's been new anything, since there's been new beings of any kind. So mm-hmm. this is probably a pretty big day for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they seem they seem excited. Like I'm not sure how you read big kind of featureless robot faces, but there's like a <laughs> rustling to them. Like, you know, like what if you had the same seven friends for two thousand years? You know, <laughs> uh-huh. there is there is something to uh, new blood. Mm-hmm. But Juniper, you're the only human here. Yeah, and d- I don't really... Honestly, I don't totally remember. Did she, like, know that this was gonna happen? Like, it's like, we come down to Earth and, like, we get kind of, like... No. Initiated no, into all of you this. Were, okay, you were, I didn't yeah, think so. Were, is Juniper Blackbird even aware that there's other <laughs> beings, like, like on, on Earth? Or that there's a yeah. Skynet? Or that there's, like any sort of robotic guardians like what, what what was she even expecting what i remember you being told was that there was a powerful ai being there and that they took yeah. humans and like tried to save people there but i don't know about mm-hmm. this right and you haven't yeah. gotten to land you haven't gotten to get out like they're like yep time to get to work you know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i uh... I don't know. I th- I think Juniper's a little bit wary of this whole situation because it's like, 
oh, all this stuff is suddenly happening that I didn't know about with these very powerful beings. Like, I just, I just came here to retire. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, like I came here to get away from this all, the, all be, the crap. Yeah, I show up and then I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like, okay, we're going to live the rest of my days peacefully with my fiance. Um, uh-huh. You right. know, <laughs> and so I think, I don't know, like, it's a lot of mixture of emotions of just like being relieved to get there and kind of uneasy. And I can, you know, I can also feel Aira's guilt. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. And so it's just, it's a little bit of anxiety, I'd say, for Juniper. But yeah, also yeah, eager, fair. like the eagerness of like a new start. So, yeah, yeah. So do you do you get out or are you like, nope, I'm going to stay inside my uh, giant fiance and be safe? <laughs> uh, if only we could all just stay inside our giant fiance. Oh, my gosh. Just I know. Li- live in the shell of their body whenever we were nervous. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> Sci-fi is weird. Uh, um <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna get out. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah. you know, she's not just gonna stay in there and just, like, pretend like this isn't happening. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'd think... imagine it's a little crazy, because these, what do you say, they're like, some of them are, like, 70 feet tall. Uh, one of them's 200 pretty small feet here. tall. Yeah. 200 some of these... feet, yes. Yeah, 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 no. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, I think Aira gets out because she wants to hold she wants to hold your hand. Um mm-hmm. and um I think XM lands. So yeah, there's all these robots and then like a weird uh, woman with a dress that disappears into nothingness and who just appears to be flying. Uh sure. Lands. <laughs> And then a big you know, old spider with... robot next to her. <laughs> God. <laughs> with everything we've seen, you know, at this point, I don't even bat an eye. <laughs> <laughs> Just another day in the life. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, do we, like, see Matthias? Like, are we... Are you in our field of vision? <laughs> I, I don't know, Matthias. Are you, I, are you staying I think so, in here? Yeah. You're, no, oh, you no, get I'm, out of that. I'm, I'm going to exit my mech as well. Okay. Yeah, when you exit your mech, I think I just, like, kind of squeeze Aira's hand. Uh-huh. And I'm like, so, there's a story there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, for sure. Um, you two look uh, about the same as when I last saw you. Juniper's just like, you You. You look like you've been uh, working out. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Uh... <laughs> a little taller, a little more built. <laughs> well, a bit of a cheap diet. Um, XM helped me <laughs> build a new physique. So, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a pretty efficient, efficient mm-hmm. diet. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot more than a couple megatons of robotic pressure to destroy, to destroy this body, so... I can see that. I think I, Juniper's just kind of like glancing at Aira, kind of like trying to get a sense of where she's at with this. Uh-huh. She is looking uh, down at her feet, is not making eye contact, um, and might be crying. Um, 
that's valid. Um, yeah, I think I just kind of like bring her closer to me and I don't know. I don't know if we're going to address the whole my fiance killed you thing <laughs> quite yet. Like, I feel like Juniper's kind of like waiting for further instruction or details of what, yeah. what or, the heck is going on. at the very least, my fiance was completely ready and carried through with what she thought was killing you. Right. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that sounds like a whole can of worms. <laughs> yeah, that's we don't have to get into that right now. <laughs> um, I, I think XM, she just kind of says, well... Welcome, Matthias, and you all know each other. And then she just says, and then she just very quickly, like she's introducing people she just knows, is Southwind, Nexus, Gorgon, Farsight, Goldenrod, and Shroud, Juniper, Aira, Matthias, etc. And I'm XM. Um, well, I, I suppose with our um, digital brains, we can sort of understand that information very fast, except for Juniper. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I think you might even wager that there is a conversation happening uh, mm. that the three of you have not been invited to. On um, a higher level of digital consciousness. Right. Mm. Uh, they could invite Juniper, or not Juniper, they could invite, actually, because Juniper's a dream blood, she probably could be invited. Um, oh, cool. But, uh, but currently, you're not being invited because they're they're talking about you all. Um, rude. Uh, yeah, jeez. <laughs> and we're all just, like, looking at each other in, like, awkward silence. <laughs> mm-hmm. So XM, she um, kind of, like, puts yeah. her hands together and kind of, like, says, Welcome to Earth. Anything to say? Um, well. Uh, thanks. Uh, this isn't... I've got to say, this isn't entirely what I expected. Uh, um, what, why are we, why are we here? What do you need from us? Well, counting Matthias, the three of you are the first foreigners, the first off-worlders, the first non-descendants of the people I saved here in thousands of years. So... Okay. This is your welcoming committee. And it's particularly okay. grateful to me and wonderful that there will be two more synthetics joining our ranks. Hmm. You, of course, are also welcome, Juniper, don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> you just won't last in quite the same way. And- <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Listen, uh, I had a whole co- talk with XM, and like 30,000 years for her is the equivalent of like 30 minutes or 30 <laughs> seconds. So when she yeah, says won't no, last, I, it means you will have almost no impression on her overall consciousness. Nope. I, yep, yeah, that's fair. I, I get that. <laughs> um, and to be fair, that's yeah. the beauty of humanity. You have drive and energy and creativity that we don't. You're just a little... Mm, nearsighted, let's say. And that's why Damn. things um, work here. Yes. <laughs> how, do, how do you think this makes Aira feel? Yeah, I'm mad. I'm to, have, she's pet too. to have Juniper's mortality be like brought up in her, mm-hmm. basically in her face. 
not great. Like, I think the crying just gets worse. Like, it's just, like, she's, like, quiet crying and now, like, shoulders shaking. Like, that's mm-hmm. just where she's at. Like, this is too much, right? Like, mm-hmm. she was working on making peace with having killed Matthias and now that got thrown out the window and now she has to, like, apologize for that or something. Or <laughs> is she going to be punished? Or, and then on top of that, uh, someone's being like, hey, so yeah, your fiance's gonna, like, die, and you're not. And I see that as a good thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so, bad bad day for Aira for now. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think, like, Juniper's way of kind of caring for her in this moment is just kind of, like, taking the lead on the conversation, you know? Like, kind of leaving her out of it, and, um... I don't know. Also just like physically comforting her. Yeah, no, that's fair. Probably for the best. Mm-hmm. So XM kind of like strides around the, the, the clearing um, and probably pats Foresight, the, the robot in the tree on like the knee and then um, looks back at you all. She says, well, now I should explain some things. I'll go try and be brief, and Matthias has already heard this, so if you have any questions later, I think ask him. The way things work here on Earth is humanity lives in cities, city-states, whatever you might want to call them, each guided and protected, though not directly ruled by, a synthetic, and she gestures around to the, the surrounding people. In this case, nearly everyone here except Matthias and I are mechanical oryxes. Matthias is an android, pure and simple, and I'm just an AI. Okay. What I would like is for Matthias and Aira to join our ranks eventually, have a city of their own, such that more people can be and express their philosophies more directly. Okay. However, there are some problems with that, which we should probably address the tension, which is, as far as I understand it, and correct me if I have this wrong, uh, Matthias, you and your friend Sterling tried to kidnap them and sell them out to violent cultists and... Uh, it wasn't so much selling. I mean, we were supposed to just deliver them to some people who had a vested interest in coming into contact with them, and, and who probably mm-hmm. still will, because to the extent of my knowledge, they're uh, on their way. We're getting to that. Second, Juniper Era, you, if my, if the other half of the story, as far as I understand it, uh, Era attempted to kill Matthias and quite nearly succeeded. And Juniper, as Matthias put it, you psychically tortured his friend? Well, I mean, <laughs> when you put it we're that both, way. <laughs> we're all trying to j- justify and minimize our like horrible crimes against one another. Yeah. I think Aira speaks up here and just says, yes, that's exactly what happened. Are, you, are it, either it, of you going to lie to these people about this? 
to the people on Earth? Yes. Wait, why do they need to know about this? Yeah, why, why do we have to air our dirty laundry? <laughs> That's not, this doesn't seem like a great start to, you know, try to get people to follow you. <laughs> okay, so you guys hate each other, and here's all the horrible <laughs> shit they did. And these are going to be your new parents. <laughs> you have to pick sides. So, yeah. <laughs> I think XM smiles, and she says, because it's not necessarily that we're going to be advertising that, but people make mistakes here. Shroud, for example, and, like, you see this big, black, scary, like, weapon robot, like, look away um, as they're about <laughs> to be called out. Um, <laughs> Shroud here blew up a planet. Okay, so just a little bit worse than what we did. Just a little. Just a touch worse. A touch? Yeah. Did, did the and people now, know about that? Yes. <laughs> And Shroud now protects everyone. That is what they do. They orbit the planet. They feel that their guilt cannot be forgiven and that they're not responsible enough. No matter how many times I tell them to the contrary, looks. Like, this is like they're like, um, like a mother telling a ch- like an adult child, like, you have to get over this. But, like... Uh-huh. <laughs> but she, like, looks back and she says, No, you are by us already forgiven for these actions people make mistakes people are not their worst day but if Aira and Matthias are going to be allies here it has to be gotten past and they both need to grow I'm not handing them a city and making them a deity tomorrow and Matthias has already agreed to this, but to aid in that growth and that healing, Juniper, Aero, if you wish to stay, the three of you will be living together for some time. (sighs) Putting down the foundations for where the next city will be. I, okay, I... Hold, I understand your, your intentions here, but... <sighs> hold your thoughts, because we actually have something more important to get to. So, think. Don't answer right now. Because Matthias is right. By traveling here your way, you have left coordinates. And a day after you left, 45 ships started hurtling towards Earth. Okay. How many ships? 45. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, as I have explained to Matthias, the point of me bringing people here was not to keep humanity out forever, but to wait until they were ready. Are they? We need to know. I I am of two minds here. Uh-huh. Which is that um, I think, you know, humanity does deserve a chance to return to its ancestral home of Earth and be welcomed back in. That being said, 
the humans that are arriving at Earth right now maybe represent the worst of the bunch. <laughs> yeah, probably. So it's I, pretty close. I don't I don't know if there's some way that we can annihilate Sister Stray and Lilt and then be like, all right, and now we leave the door open for anyone else who would mm-hmm. like to come in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, just so we're clear, like, even if we, like, lock them out, like, Aira and I can still get back there because of the mech? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you could go back to the Runa system. Yeah, even if we, like, shut it down, so, yeah. So with my mech, could I go back to the Runa system? No, because the, uh, the portable jump drive was a one-of-a-kind thing. Hmm. Could we take so, him back to the room yeah, system? Yeah, could I, could I <laughs> climb back into their mech? <laughs> if yeah. we made, this is all hinging on if yes. we make amends. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think you could, I think, huh. Okay, two of the three of you could go back at a time. Mm. Between, because uh, one, either Matthias or Aira would need to be in Aira's mech to like yeah. do that part of the mm-hmm. piloting. And then there would be uh-huh. space for one more body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. To be I, fair, in a broad in a broad sense, though, you've brought this tech to, back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning that it could be someone like Goldenrod, uh, where her city is very advancement and technology focused, could take that and run with it. Um, mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I guess let's let's put this kind of back into the fiction. I think XM says like we ha- don't I get a thousand yard view of the Runa system every couple hundred years. And the six of them haven't actually I think she's like I don't know if actually any of them have ever been to the Runa system and certainly not in modern memory. So this is a discussion for the three of you. We will listen. We may ask questions. But we will abide by your answer, as we have not enough experience. So. No pressure. Please. Tell us, do we need to repel just these invaders? Do we need to just open the door wider? Or do we need to bring the door down for now? Or is there another answer? I I don't know. And I think she kind of sets... I think one of the one of the other orcs like, picks her up and sets her on their shoulder and uh, leaves the three of you there. <laughs> Aero, what are your thoughts? Matthias, who's coming? Um, the people who've always been coming after you, it's Executive Lilt and uh, a good friend of yours by the name of Sister Stray. And the damage is done, right? They have the coordinates, it's... As far as I'm concerned, what XM's told me, they're, they're probably inside the jump gate as we speak. Right, so there's no putting it back in the bottle. No. I mean, we took some pretty big risks to get to a place where we couldn't be followed. Um, But at the 
the same time, I mean, I mean, Aira and I know this very well. It's, I think there's a lot of value to knowing where you came from, knowing your history. Um, and I, I don't know if I want to keep people from that, but I, the Runa system is also uh, so corrupt and it has people like Sister Stray and I, that might not be what's best for people on Earth. But the Runa system also has a lot of good people. I know. I think, what if, what if when they arrive, and this might also be, in a way, an even crueler punishment, because Lilt has enjoyed all of these um, sort of spoils of war, all the conquests she's had, all the corporate takeovers, and she's sort of lived a very lavish lifestyle. Mm -hmm. What if rather than destroy them and obliterate them, we were to disable their ships and have them live amongst the people of Earth? And Lilt is no longer executive citizen number one, and Sister Stray is no longer the leader of some corrupt order that, you know, kills at random and moves throughout the system at will but rather they have to learn to be a part of a community and get back to sort of the the humanity because those people seem to me to represent these sort of zealous spoiled um individuals who have sort of lost touch with the common man or the common hmm. humankind bring some restorative justice into it <laughs> mm -hmm. rather than just punish them outright and destroy them Aira asks, if we let them through, then anybody can come next. Then it's the Empire, then it's more. I, I think the jump gate has to be closed either way. What, what do you, wait, either way? Like? We destroy them with it in there, or we... Oh, okay. Or we let them through and see if they can, or want, to assimilate... Do you think they can? XM seems to be aware of if something's coming through the jump gate. Mm -hmm. So I get the sense that if we deal with them when they get out on the other side, XM will be able to know if a new empire ever follows. And then we can deal with that when it comes. But I, I think we would be remiss if we got rid of the last tangible connection between the two systems. Otherwise, then for good, we are shutting out the Runa system. And, I don't know, is it really our place to, you know, make that decision for all of humanity, like, cutting off these two sides? I mean, I know, there's going, there's going to be evil, right? Everywhere. Right, and, but if we, if we let them connect then how is this place any different? Yeah. Um, Matthias, do they have a military? Here? Uh, here? On Earth? Yeah. Well, the I don't know if you noticed, but the military is 200-foot-tall robots with giant laser swords and shotguns and uh, machine guns. Right, but that's not infinite. How many people are here? Not that many in the grand scheme of things. There's billions in the Runa system. They could overwhelm this place. Era, I hate to play identity politics here, but 
I feel like it's not yours or my call to make. I think Juniper is the only one as a true human from the Runa system, the only one on this entire planet who can maybe make a final decision. And given that you and I will live for eternity, maybe we can give her this responsibility. Ever just looks at Juniper then, because I think she kind of agrees with Matthias there. This is not a decision I can make alone. I mean, I appreciate the sentiment, but... <laughs> I mean, I, again... I think I'm, it might be a decision that you have to. The thing is, I mean... I mean, you're right, Era. Like, they could colonize this place just like they did everywhere else. <laughs> um, the New Empire is pretty ruthless that way. Uh, and... <sighs> I think Juniper's, like, really torn here between, like you know, her own perceptions of the Runa system and of wanting to, like, protect her and Aira and, like, her family from all of this mm -hmm. stuff they worked so hard to get away from. And, like, between Matthias's point of, <laughs> you know, like, people deserve to kind of, like, have, the, like, that knowledge and that access to where they came from. <laughs> um and also, like, Juniper has sort of seen the best and the worst of what mm -hmm. people can be. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And so right. that makes the decision all the all the harder because, you know, I mean, on Tristful, you left a lot of family, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people who might be, and that you know would, like, willingly, enthusiastically engage in this new Earth community. And then you've also met a ton of people who you know, for a fact, would try to exploit it and try and conquer mm -hmm. it. Right. <laughs> I think Aira brings the last piece of this equation in, though. I think she goes over to her mech and, like, pats it. What about mm -hmm. this? It'd be a what link. It would... It can go back to the Runa system. That's true. We I mean, we wouldn't be, like, disconnected altogether. No. Maybe... Maybe we... Maybe we let them through, right? Like like Matthias says. And we see if they want that, if they will willingly do something good like that. And then close the gate. And leave a tether that is in Earth's control, not the Runa systems. Wait, are you saying we let these people through, see if they'll do it? Yeah. Like if they'll like assimilate and gain some humility i don't have a lot and then, of hopes, what if they yeah. don't i i okay i think which one um gorgon the uh the white and blue one with the, the laser sword i think at your like what if they don't i think she just turns it on hmm <sighs> right I think she's kind of, like, looking at Matthias and looking at Era, Because, <laughs> uh, just to be clear, you guys kind of have opposite viewpoints on this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the one, I'm, I am more coming around to Era's idea as long as there is a tether, there is something left. Right, right. I think Juniper says, I, I think we need to close it. 
Um, I think this is, I don't know, this could be an opportunity for a different way of living and a different, you know, different type of community. And I, I don't want to cut it off altogether. And Aver makes a good point. We still have a tether. Um, you know, but I, I don't want, I don't want to lose the last place that's not, that hasn't been corrupted. <laughs> um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I do want a safe space. So. I think XM steps forward and she says, is that what you want? To let them through? We talk to them. We close the jump gate. And we keep the tether. But. I, I don't. I, The thing is, I, I don't. These people, like. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think they can change Matthias? Except you gotta know. You know you, <laughs> the people who are about to come out of that jump gate don't judge the rudest system based on them. <laughs> Because I guarantee you, these are literally the worst people from the Ruta system. It only goes up from here. It only goes up from these people. So if you can handle these people, you know, the, I think that's an optimistic, that's a hopeful sign. I see. Well then, if you'd both get in your machines, we will go wait. Okay. I, I think we need to have some kind of a defense plan or I don't know that these people are really dangerous um I think I think I'll leave the defense plan to the um weird guilt-ridden robot that's currently orbiting the earth with uh plans <laughs> to annihilate any foreign invaders <laughs> yeah I I, I yeah, think that's valid. I think the 200 foot tall robot the the one with the laser sword golden rod and um Shroud can handle it. I'll be, I'll be real. <laughs> um, yep, checks out. And I think, I think XM sets up like a communication line so that the moment they come through the jump gate, you guys can talk to them. Okay. I think Juniper kind of like puts a hand on Aira's arm and she's like, are you okay? Is this... Is this going to be too much? Uh, let's, um, I am not okay. Let's be, let's be honest. I'll, I'm not okay. Um, see, I didn't really think I'd get out of my weird mind prison. So I never really considered the fact that you were going to die before me, for sure. Um... <laughs> So I'm I'm going to just put that aside for now because we have to talk to How would you describe them Matthias? The, oh, the, the, worst? the worst of the worst of the Rune system. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if Matthias has already agreed to it, I I can live here. I I I'm assuming we're not in the same house and she like looks over her shoulder at XM who just like shakes her head like, "No." Um, if that's the price that I have to pay for 
killing somebody and the price that needs to be paid to live here? I'm willing to pay that. Are you? Yeah. I always believed that Matthias and even Sterling were doing what they were trying to do to us because they were desperate too. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think everyone is capable of change. I think there's some small shred of goodness and but that well, Matthias of course and but everyone and I, if we can I mean if we can find a way to help these places live peacefully it's worth it. Okay. And we're good, right? You saw me do something awful again. You did what you had to do. Okay. And you you didn't you didn't want to. You're not you're not a bad person. I'm glad you think so. I know so. I think I th- think she just kisses you at that and um and then just goes and to watch these like massive robots take off into space (laughs) to go deal with this problem (laughs) oh are they are they gonna arrive like soon uh not soon but what's what's a hanging out for 12 hours in space for these beings like yeah that's true that's like nothing (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think the one weird thing though is that like they've all just, all the robots have just kind of agreed that they're just gonna like sit here and wait for it to happen, like, like like they're like yeah it's like in the same way that like we might like decide like oh you know I'm not that hungry it's only forty five minutes wait at the restaurant let's just yeah we'll just hang around it'll get there when mm-hmm. it gets there no big deal like forty five minutes is some time but it's not like time right. Mm-hmm. but the the three of you are human or young and so this feels like forever yeah right so i don't know about you but i i could just see a montage of like um you guys like lying around like waiting for this to happen so yeah but, so we're just like left to our own devices here yep in like just in like a forest i think uh Farsight, the the one with the tree in them, uh, and Nexus, which is the one that's uh, looks like it's part tractor. XM and you guys are sitting here, and the other four big, still weaponized robots have gone to space uh, to deal with whatever violence needs to be done. So yeah, I th- I think Era does ask Matthias, how did you survive? Oh, it's a long story. Um, apparently, when we die, our consciousness is uploaded to a sort of digital cloud in interstellar space. A sort of signal that can be picked up by a matriarchal Skynet mother that is based in a solar system, um, billions, billions, unfathomable spaces away from us. And if both of us at the same time concentrate our remaining consciences before they totally uh, drift away into the ether that is the universe, we can pinpoint and recreate our consciousness in a new location using digital trickery in which we both work together to create a sort of um, binary tether. 
I think XM just waves from where she's sitting, like, hi. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> um, and that floating woman is the embodiment of all that. <laughs> you might... I don't know if you're surprised to hear me say this, but um, I'm glad. Apology accepted. Uh, I don't know if I'm apologizing. Oh. I'm, I'm happy you're here. I didn't want to kill you. And I feel bad about it. But you didn't really give us a choice. Listen, and here we are. I, I didn't think I would be a, a god in training on the mythical ancestral homeland of all humanity. I thought by now I'd be sipping margaritas with Sterling on some paradise beach pleasure planet. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is... I made my bed and now I gotta lay in it. And... She thinks you and I can can be that and points to the weird, like, Buddha robot that let a tree grow through it. <laughs> <laughs> some variation of that. And... We have all the time in the world to figure it out. Yeah, and isn't that great? And hey, I'm I'm sorry about Sterling too. I mean, it was right. You guys didn't really give us a choice, but um, that's that's not how I like to use my magic. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't know you did that until, uh, just recently. So, uh, I'll have to sit with that for a while, but, <laughs> hey, we're on the same side now. Let's try and make the best of it. How do we know we can trust you? What am I gonna do? <laughs> I ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just saying uh, the people you were working for are now coming to this planet, so. <laughs> um, listen, I don't work for them anymore. And as far as I'm concerned, they weren't that great to begin with, so. It so was just why? a job, and now it's no longer a job. Now it's personal. <sighs> Not with you guys, with them. But why didn't you just take our offer? We could have all been here. Ugh, like, I think Aira's just like, <laughs> like throws her hands up. <laughs> Because that's not the way I'm wired. Literally. I just... I don't know, you know? We're all on our own journeys. And it just so happens we ended up at the same place. But, you know, of course it could have been easier. But this is the hand we're dealt. And speaking of being dealt... <laughs> well, I think we got to do that last conversation. And then we will... Poor, I'm sorry. We wasted your, your beautiful transition, Will. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> A gorgeous segue. That would yeah. be good. <laughs> so I think we get this image of, like, the jump gate, like, whirring up. Like, I don't know how, like, dust comes off of a thing in space, but if it could, it does. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe it's like um, like ice that's grown around the rings. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah! Breaking that's up. That's even better. Oh, that's a cool image. And then all of these ships come out, right? 
And I think some of them are big old capital ships, big like uh, corporate alliance dreadnoughts. They've got like Galacticola pasted on there. Runazon, <laughs> like, like the Runazon Raiders are here. Like all like, uh. and mixed in with that is like the full mustard force of like the, uh, of the, uh, the seekers of the 11th saint. Like I think as many of them as could come because like, Oh look, it's the promised land. And I think the moment all 45 ships come out, I think Goldenrod and Gorgon, the one with the laser sword, I think they make an X across the, uh, uh, the jump gate with like weapons and just, cut it in half and blow it up behind them. The jump gate? Yeah. Dang. And then they, like... And, like, I think uh, XM, like... Like, I think her eyes glow and all of the ship's engines and weapons, like, all of the, uh... Like, the entirety of the, the fleet, like, they just sort of, like, shut down and they just sort of start drifting. Like, she just turned off everything but, like, life support and communications. And then uh, the the sh- the uh, the mech that can blow up a planet points all the guns at it, and uh, XM like holographically projects Sister Stray and Executive Lilt towards you guys. Oh my god! I love that this isn't even a fight. Like I actually <laughs> no. really like that. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not even a competition. Like mm-hmm. I wa- I really want to ask like Sister Stray and Lilt like what did you think was gonna happen? What what did you think? <laughs> Like what I think was your you can, plan? Yeah, like I think in the background for them, you can you can hear them yelling, like trying to get orders. Like they have no idea what's going on, because this is like the biggest force the Runa system has produced since like the war, and it just mm-hmm. is nothing. It's like nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they see you. I think they notice Mathai. Like Sister Lilt, or not? Fuck, I got that backwards. Executive Lilt. <laughs> sees Matthias first and like cocks her head because the last time she saw you you were just spouting nonsense at her um and then she told me she was done with me and I told her I was like I'm gonna see you again we're not done Mm -hmm. and I think sister stray sees juniper because she no longer she's here right so she's made it to the promised land so she doesn't give a shit about um era or Matthias anymore right like they were they're useless pieces but Juniper has been giving her shit and, like, in her mind stole her boyfriend oh, for, yeah. like, that's just been all that's in her head for, like, a year. And so Wait, just. This hey. is Sister Stray? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet redemption. Um, so I think Lilt, like, raises a hand and, like, Sister Stray takes off her helmet and, like, is being told to be quiet. And Lilt is like. Matthias, dear, what is going on? Listen, Lil, I'm not in charge here, and I like you. I mean, I liked you a lot, but it's just business. You know how it is. I mean, a woman in your industry, you get how it is. and I really, I can't handle these matters. We shouldn't even really be talking. I, I should let the in-betweens handle this sort of thing. I think XM leans over and she says, um, not really. I, I think that people from their own home should probably work this out. You're better messengers than us, I think. Uh, especially since we've all pointed guns at them. And then kind of like uh, goes back to being quiet. <laughs> well, uh, in that case, uh, you're currently outgunned, outnumbered, and outmatched by um, massive old empire tech 
mechs, really, synthetic guardians, uh, terrestrial protectors that have the ability to, A, destroy the jump gate behind you, and also obliterate your entire forces. So, welcome to Earth. This <laughs> is your new home or your <laughs> new coffin, um, and uh, it's up to you to decide which one it's going to be. I think Sister Stray says, no, this is our planet. This is what was promised to us. Did you ever consider that the promised land doesn't want you there? That maybe you're not that special? We're the ones who found it, you blooded bitch. I think Juniper just gives her kind of an amused look. Like, really? Really? (laughs) Like, you are not in the position of power here. I think Lilt, yeah, Lilt, like, she has, she has, like, the, uh, she has the look of somebody who, like, has, has been handed a piece of, like, like a, like a report that shows how bad their situation is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, they've immediately run the logistics to be, like, chance of survival, a victory, point zero 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 (laughs) zero one percent. Right. And I think she says... What are the demands of surrender if you're speaking for Earth? Well, we've determined that if if you're going to stay here, you need to make some changes. Um, you'll be stripped of your power and status. You'll live among the people and be one of them. This This isn't you will have you will have no power here. We make that very clear. And I, you know we. I don't know you. Are you Juniper? You're Juniper. Oh, lovely. Nice to meet you. Um, there's always power to be gained. You can take what you want, but I'll find a way. So that sounds fine. L- Lilt, you don't understand. Your lifetime is completely insignificant to the scope of these mechanical guardians you can't amass any sort of power within the few years that you have left that they cannot correct for um, protect others against life here is not like you remember it you can work well within the rules but the rules don't exist anymore So what is life for us? Prison? Are we banished to some rock? No, it's... It's Earth. It's this beautiful blue marble right here. We're not banishing you. We're expecting you to live humbly, just like the other people here. So, Dane, you... You have been the conduit for Sister Stray and Lilt. Mm-hmm. What do you think they're what do you think they would decide? The funny thing is they're so self-serving that they're definitely going to take the bait, like they're going to take the offer. Mhm. But their plan is definitely to take over, right? Yeah. And well, I- yeah, and I don't I don't they're not even hiding it from you, you, you know. Exactly. I think this would be a good test then, because if Earth, as we know it now, can take in two individuals like Lilt and Sister Stray, Mm -hmm. and, you know, 
not brainwash them or have them suddenly become good citizens, but if they can have them live in this world without ruining it and corrupting it, maybe that gives hope for the rest of humanity in the Ruta system, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think Aira nods at that. I think XM nods as well. Juniper too. And I think Foresight, the, the, the robot with the tree, I think he reaches out like to everybody's mind. Uh, oh, whoa. Which, like, I think uh, even XM's eyes go wide at that. Like, mm-hmm. surprised that he's talking. Matthias, you've been told that uh, most most humans think he's dead. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, this is all he says. Anyone can put down a sword. Wiser words have never been spoken, Foresight. You know, I think we're going to get along great. No response. (laughs) He's gone back to doing whatever the fuck he does. (laughs) I think XM says if you... If you all... If you think they can... There's a chance for them. We'll find a place for them. There are lots of kind people here. They won't be under your responsibility, but I imagine their descendants might be. Well, I think there's always a chance for people. Yes. Even if it's tiny, (laughs) minuscule. Possibly microscopic. (laughs) I think she smiles at that because she has like a full kind of look at who these people are. Um, (laughs) And she says, then we will let them down. And... I appreciate your compassion. Not every engineer on those ships is a zealot. You know. Right. So. I think uh, we can zoom out a little here. And, like, the ships, like, I think they get brought down one by one. Like, I don't think they get turned back on. Like, I think the robots literally kind of grab them and carry them down and like let all the people out and take their guns away and um they take them to different cities uh across the planet uh there's there's one uh roughly where iran is now there's one in southern where southern italy is one in greece there's where farsight the tokyo and golden rods which is in roughly where brazil is now and i think that there's like like, I think, like, a bunch of, like, social workers and caregivers, like, from the cities, like, have been informed that, like, hey, we are taking influx of refugees and patients, many of whom are, like, weird cultists and need to be... <laughs> they need a lot of therapy. Um, and a lot of, like, grace. And also, they all probably need to go to school to learn how to live in a society that doesn't have money. If you're, like, if you're from the, the marketplace and you've come to, like, that place, I think you would be confused. Um, so I think while that happens, I think XM asks, asks the three of you, where do you want to be? Diceology is hosted and produced by Dane Fogdahl. Lady Juniper Blackbird is performed by Natalie Wilcoxon. Matthias is performed by Will Bangs. The Land Whispers was developed by Jessica Osborne. 
Soundscapes were created by TabletopAudio.com. If you like the show, please rate and review us wherever you listen. It helps us more than you know. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at DiceologyPod for behind-the-scenes photos and updates. Thank you for listening.